Hello everyone, Mike Stokes, Wild Alive Living. Today what I'd like to talk about is the importance of planning and the pitfalls of planning your life. So we all tend to live on a spectrum of um, whether we focus on grand visions or really minutia in our life. So some people are very focused on the details right in front of them. And other people are focused on sort of the grand vision way out uh, into the future. And some people lie somewhere in the middle. Um, so what I'm going to say is that being both good at the details and good at the grand visioning is uh, a critical skill. Also learning out how to block out the distractions in your world. My daughter is crying right now. My wife is taking care of her. And I just need to let that go. <laughs> so focus is a whole other element that we can talk about at a different time. So currently I'm living in my new 40-acre property in Northern California, of which I had planned uh, many, many years ago. Um, the real grounded, the writing down of the plan happened in 2005, I believe. That's when I wrote down on a little piece of paper after adopting this idea from a book that I read of a lost and found dream box, I wrote down on a piece of paper of having a, a self-sufficient homestead that I own outright that has produces its own food, electricity, water, uh, and heat and comfort. So I have not accomplished the totality of that goal, but I took a huge step towards the fruition of that goal by uh, purchasing uh, a home in Northern California that has two houses on it. They're both fixer-uppers um, uh, on 40 acres that has the potential to have all those things. We already have our own water. Um, we're working currently on our electricity and our food systems and our uh, heating. Um, cooling is just a matter of insulation. So we're heating and we're working on all of those. But the, the point of my story is, is that that was a 15-year-ago plan. And over those last 15 years, I had done a lot of um, various iterations of it. But the main idea that I came up with at that point was that I was going to buy a piece of property as a stepping stone towards getting uh, another piece of property through the conventional realm of mortgages. And I knew that I did wanted to get out of the conventional realm of mortgages, but that was my focus. So in in the importance of what I'm saying is that um, that vision, although I forgot about it many times in my day to day life, that vision was always sort of in the background um, and always guiding my uh, pursuit. Um, I would say in hindsight, if I were to do it over again, I would put the vision a little bit more front and center in my life. Um, right now, or over the last 15 years, it's been living on a 3x5 card that was posted on my desk 
and had some prominence, but it wasn't something I checked in regularly with. But in addition to that, I, I have a, a support group, um, a, a mastermind type group that we support each other on achieving goals. And so that goal was always in my goals. And in we started 12 years ago and we had a 12 year, a 10 year iteration uh, that recently passed. Um, actually, it hasn't quite passed yet. We, we, we decided to end it about nine years because we all did so well on our goals and reinvent it again for the next 10 years. So the point that I'm trying to make is that there's this, if you're the type of person who doesn't like to plan into the future, or you're the type of person who doesn't like to manage the little day-to-day details, um, you have to either surround yourself with people that are good at the opposite of that and be willing to take their support and advice, or get better at those yourself. So I have one uh, friend who um, he's very good at the details and not so good at the long-term planning. So we'd always try to coax him out into uh, the long-term. He was part of our support group. We would always try to coax him into um, more long-term goal setting. And he was always struggling with the same thing. I don't know what I want. I don't really know what I want. So that's just a symptom of being the kind of person that is really focused in on the details. Um, I, on the other hand, am one of the sort of big visionary type planners who gets all sort of lost in this grand vision of things and sort of uh, can lift off into the clouds of some wonderful vision of life and then not ground it. But what I've been working on over the past 20, 25 years is how to take that part of myself and not destroy it. Because that's one of the pitfalls is that we think that we need to let go of our grand visions in order to actually accomplish something. Um, but to empower the grand vision with a more grounded approach. So it, it does mean sort of narrowing it at a lot of times, uh, but not um, killing it. So Joseph Campbell says a wonderful thing. Um, if you don't know who Joseph Campbell is, um, look at the power of myth, read the hero's journey, read myths to live by. Those are all wonderful um, ways to approach the, one of the most amazing teachers of our time. Um, but he says, you know, be careful when you exercise your demons not to kill the best part of yourself. So when you're grounding your vision or when you're um, uh, learning how to get a, a vision for your life, you want to make sure that that if you're a detail-oriented person, that you keep that detail orientation of yourself uh, alive and thriving. And if you're a very vision-oriented person, that you keep that vision-oriented part of yourself alive and thriving. So that's enough about the the balance of those two sides. So now, how do you do that? So one of the it, it's it's pretty phenomenal. Um, if you just get in the habit of writing down your goals, there's some crazy statistics of double blind uh, scientific studies that show that simply the act of writing down a goal will make you 90 percent more likely to achieve it. Um, now, obviously, the more lofty the goal, the more ungrounded the goal, the more difficult that's going to be. But still, just the simple act of writing it down. So start writing down things. The first thing that I would recommend is that you start. Um, so I tend to be the visionary type. So that's where I'm going to help you with if you're not really good at the visioning part. So I'm going to start with the visioning part and then we'll work our way back to the details because that's not my forte. Um, the visioning part. So you want to start with as far out of a vision as you can. 
So, for example, for me, this morning, what my wife and I did was we just went out 30 years. So I'm 52 now. That would be 82 years old. What do I want to be doing at 82 years old? Um, and the answer for me was, is I want to be doing, I want to be teaching. Uh, I want to be speaking. Um, and I want to be designing. Those are the things that I want to be doing. And I want to be doing in those realms that are really important to me. Ecology, uh, human potential, and um, uh in the interface between humans and the environment and how we uh, become a force for thriving ecosystems uh, inside of our thriving lives. So that's me. Uh, you're going to have your own vision of what that might be. Um, and you may have to do some work to get there, especially if you're a detail-oriented person who kind of keeps your head down most of the time. So start with that that, you know, literally write down the year, how old you'll be, and what you can think of that you want. What do you want to be doing? Where do you want to be living? Who do you want to be with? Uh, and then work back either 10 or 15 years, whatever increments make sense for you. Uh, for us, what made sense for us was to go back uh, in, around ages of our daughter. So our daughter's three now. So we took her from three to 13 to 18 to 33. Those were the time slots. So that was, um, you know, basically, uh, uh, 10 years out, which is, uh, 2033 and then, um, 15 years out and then 30 years out. And, each one of those, you're going to see a different self. So it's important to take into consideration all of the things that are important to you. So another way to block out your future life planning is to is to go into the realms. So the realms are fairly simple, but it's very important to keep them um, uh, separate and acknowledged. There'll be overlap, but you want to know what they are. So one is health. Uh, another is vocation and career calling. Another is relationships, including family and romantic. Uh, another is your home space. Another is um, your uh, happiness, psychology, spirituality. So all of those are pretty good um, ways to divide up the realms of your life because you're going to have goals in all of those realms and you need to honor all those realms. There's no way you're just going to, if you just focus on career and then your health goes to crap, well then what, what's it all for? If you just focus on health and then your finances go to crap and you don't have any nice, any place to live that's moderately comfortable, well then what's that for too? Or if you focus on those other things and have relationships that absolutely blow, then that's not going to work either. So you got to figure out what are your priorities. Now, in in my world, I've put a lot of energy into relationships over the past um, 20 plus years. And so that realm's working pretty good. It still needs maintenance. I still have to make sure that my relationships are tuned up and taken care of. Uh, but my focus is more on career and calling um, and home site uh, and health. So... Uh, the point is, is that you need to identify those areas. You want to identify some blocks that make sense out in front of you. 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years out. Go as far out as you possibly can. And then when you're at the, you, you really want to begin from the end of your life and work your way back. Um, 
So, you know, there's a saying, you know, at the end of my life, I want to be used up. Uh, I want to have, you know, used up all my potential. I don't want to have any of that left. So that uh, I I would like to have that be happening at, my, at the end of my life. So the point of what I'm trying to say here is that so you have your timelines. Let's say you have a piece of paper. Let's have your timelines across the top and then your realms across the left hand column and then start putting in one, maybe two things in those realms. Um, you can put in other places in sort of a brainstorming board the things that you want to be, do, and have uh, just uh, around like sort of a mindscape. You know, let's say you've always wanted to build and design a house. So that would go somewhere in there. Let's say you've always wanted to write a book. That would go somewhere in there. Let's say you've always wanted to travel the world. That would go somewhere in there. Let's say you've always wanted to have kids. That's going to go in there somewhere. Now, each one of these, you want to start looking at it and seeing where it fits. And sometimes it's going to fit. Sometimes it's not going to fit. Um, it's really important that you come to realize that you can accomplish many things within the realm of reality. And the realm of reality will afford you lots of opportunities. Uh, but mainly, we a great way to think of it is that we underestimate what we can do in 10 years and we overestimate what we can do in 24 hours. So be conservative in your short-term goals and pretty pretty lofty in your long-term goals. Now, the big challenge with the planning here, so the first thing to, to folks to make sure is that you've got a plan in place. Like Stephen Covey says, begin with the end in mind. So the ultimate end. What's the end of your life? Where do you want that to go? And then work your way back. Now, when you're working your way back, you got to get back to now. So you'll have an imperfect plan, and you're going to have to change course a lot, but you at least want to have that plan in place, just like from when I bought this property. It was an imperfect plan. It took a lot of time, um, but... We got there to the point that we're at. And so now we're in the process of inventing our next 10, 20, 30 year plan and even taking it farther out so that we have something to ground in. Uh, this ties back to my last episode about, you know, the power of now is not, is kind of baloney. Um, in the sense that if you don't have a future that inspires you now, you're never going to be motivated to do what you need to do. Um, to, to create things, and you're also not going to have that good of a time in the present either. So uh, so when you're working your way back, uh, there's technology uh, around backcasting where you, you know, really dig into the dates and ask yourself the question, it, what would determine, what would make it necessary for that result to be produced by what I'm doing right now? So, for example, let's say you wanted to buy a house. Um, what would be the a, a necessary outcome is to have the money or the financing uh, to to buy that house, uh, but that's not actually sufficient. You actually have to have other layer of of, of motivation and the right property. Um, so you just keep asking yourself, what would actually make it inevitable for this to happen? And you keep working in that direction. What's going to cause inevitability in my uh, plan? Another very important thing to do is to not rely on willpower in your plan, is to create structures. Uh, this is a whole part of what I'm constantly harping on again and again and again. Um, do structure, structures, structure your life for success. So you structure, you build structures and roles that create natural 
motivations in your life. You know, an automatic savings plan, an automatic investing plan, a, uh, you know, a job that requires you to get up at 5 a.m. in the morning and go and make money if you don't have uh, that. Um, a partner in your private business that, um, you know, demands that you show up. Um, a family that makes sure that you're on track. Whatever it is that it takes to motivate you, everybody's motivated by different things. So I can't tell you what's going to motivate you, but you need to find inside of yourself what are those norms that motivate you to be in action and to move in the direction that you want to go. So there's many, many principles of how to execute the plan. And if you go through some of my previous podcasts and uh, adopt, um, you know, uh, uh, reading the feedback and embracing failure um, and many of the other ones there, those will all help you execute the plan, execute the plan. But the purpose of this podcast is to, is to give you a grounding in planning. And so plan as far out as you can and then bring it back to this week. And see what you can do this week with what you have from where you are at the time, at this moment in time. So there's got to be some action that you can take that somehow, no matter how uh, thin the thread is, somehow connected to that big future. And I think that's a great image to hold in your mind, is that that future, no matter how lofty it is, there's a thread of action and thought that can connect you to it. So use that thread, move in that action, and then work the feedback and the failures to uh, to make it more of a reality in your life. And if you do that diligently without telling yourself, uh, I, I suppose the other most critical part is you have to let go continually um, any belief that it's not possible um, and continue to expand your Real belief, not a fake, uh, new age, you know, intention. Uh, you know, there's a, there really needs to be more, um, attention paid to this old saying, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Uh, there's so much visioning and planning and, um, work like that, that is still just sitting in the realm of good intentions. And those intentions do nothing until they're grounded in action. So your intentions have to transform into beliefs, and those beliefs have to transform into actions, and then those actions will create results. And it has to happen in that order. And so what I'm saying is, is in order for all that to happen, you have to have a thread of belief that connects you to your grand future. It doesn't have to be a huge thread. It doesn't have to be a giant rope. But the point is, is to have that thread and then attach another thread, and then attach another thread, and then attach another thread. And then before you know it, that little thread that attached you to that big future is now a twine and then a rope and then a cable and then a giant root tap. Um, so that's it. So I think to sum up, if you're detail oriented, start to really push yourself to plan your farthest out future. If you're far out oriented, really push yourself to ground that future into actions today. Keep a belief structure connected, a thread connected to that deep, far future of yours. Go as far out as you can and see all the signposts along the way as parts of that future. All right, have a wonderful day. hope that was helpful, and we will hope to talk to you uh, again soon.